Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, thanks for downloading this episode. Um, movie today's Crawl. Guys, good stuff. Uh, Danae Hughes is on. She does a phenomenal job. Uh, she's a professional, folks. Uh, and then producer Jared today, filling in for old producer Phil. And uh, good stuff. But uh, real quick, follow us on Twitter, at One Horror Movie. Like our Facebook page. Check us out at thehorrormoviepodcast.com. Also, we are a Revolver Podcast uh, podcast, so go on revolverpodcast.com and then listen to all the other great podcasts that are on uh, the Revolver Podcast Network. Uh, all in all, folks, just, you know, good stuff. 1983's Kroll coming up. Um, right a fire mare for me. On to the set. Go. Aaron, when we worked at the radio station, when we would get there in the morning, it'd be dark because it's like before the sun yeah. rises, right? So I came around the corner one time and I had run home because I had baked cookies and I was excited about it. I was like, oh, I forgot to bring the cookies. And I lived four minutes away. And he's like, we're not going to be on the show for like another 40 minutes. Go run home and grab the cookies. I thought it was ridiculous, <laughs> but he was really excited about them. So I did. Or cookies. So when I came back, I had this big canister like, like, well, I, uh, it's a plastic square solid container. I come around a blind corner and he is in the dark hallway and he goes, Cookies! <laughs> and, and I just went, Wham! Wham! <laughs> but he, he wasn't trying to scare me. He was so excited for that. Like, from his perspective, it was more like, Cookies! Like, he was excited. But for me, it was like huge. Wow. You know, shape in the darkness is attacking me. Yelling so, cookies. Yeah. So I didn't even realize he said cookies until later because I was the just like survive? instantly. In All you heard mode. was murder or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You, whatever was Crawl. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the kill beast you. Spoke to me. Yeah. Okay. The beast spoke to me in that moment, <laughs> and I listened. I think. Uh, I think uh, that's a great place to open. Okay. <laughs> well, good. There I, we go. I, I just wanted to listen because I wanted to see what. Uh, dojos and what experiences you guys had. Um, I am. I'm also into the martial arts. Hi. Tell us about it, Jack. Um, I trained in the dojo of the glaive. What? Um, and what happened was I was born um, on a planet much like Earth, but not like Earth. Okay. And um, I think I saw a movie that's like this, so I feel like I'm prepared to hear your story. Well, yeah, and a lot of people do that, um, and then it takes a weird turn. I feel like I just want to watch back and and, and read this story scroll by. Yeah. Um, you can scroll and crawl through this, if you will. Oh. Uh, but I was born um, near the great Black Fortress Mountain. Oh, whoa. And uh, you'd hear the beast in the distance mm. yelling, for Queen Princess <laughs> Lissa, yes, that's what you'd say. Come back here. You will be mine. And um, it's a sad time for me, actually. I, I grew up the uh, gla the <laughs> star of the Glaive uh, dojo. Uh, we we all grew up reciting actually one specific thing uh, that we all looked forward to, and uh, I I thought I would. Go ahead and tell you guys about it. Can, yeah. can you whisper these ancient words? I can say them stoically. Okay. A girl of ancient name that shall become queen. She shall choose a king. Together they shall rule their world. And their son shall rule the galaxy. 
Crow. 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 That actually, folks, folks, was false. I all that was all a lie, a ruse. I was, I was in it. To, I, I know, and you guys were wanting to ask me about my dojo. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, skills. I am Haru of the Takadura Dojo, um, and I was going to tell you guys, there's a movie out there, and it's called Crawl. Um, and I love it. <laughs> it's become my favorite movie. I watched yeah. it 17 times in the last 24 hours. Are you going to get the the bed sheets and the pillow covers? No, I've already got it. And I oh, played the okay. video game all night long, too. <laughs> um, and I got every movie that Ray Lovejoy edited. I bought it at all. I bought it, bought it. I bought it at all. I bought it at all. I went I to bought the it all. and I bought me all the curls. Bought me all the curls. <laughs> you can't have any. All right. So, uh, folks, we have on this show. This is a show now. It just turned into a show. Um, Danae Hughes. Thanks for having me. Danae, you came in on Tuesday. I did. And then you stayed here. You did a great job decorating in here. Thank you. Uh, you did a really good job. Um, I made you something. What'd you make? Well, you know, you, you tasked me with killing all the flies. Yeah, well, uh, I'm so, still getting a couple <laughs> flying, trying to fly into my mouth well, at this point. I, I'm still working out how they're getting in, but I managed okay. to kill enough to make you a necklace. Oh, great! So like, I kind of... Like deer hunter? Like yeah. Where the, here's this tongue necklace? <laughs> yeah, like that. Oh, okay. So here you go. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. It's very delicate. It's so really gross too. <laughs> Their eyeballs are all looking at me. I was inspired by this movie all week long to do really strange things. <laughs> um, I would things, in fact. Um, we have also Jared Chester. Woo! Today he's producer he Jared. Producer Jared. Producer Ooh, Jared. I like the sound of that. Or PJ for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my PJ friends was call me Jammy, but, but nope. you know what's that? Jammies. That's what your friends call me. Yeah. My friends call me Jammies. <laughs> hey Jammies, get over here. <laughs> Yo, we're gonna watch again. a movie. Let's play. Let's play dodgeball, Jammies. Oh man, <laughs> we're skins. All right. So anyway, so uh, where's I going with this? Oh, you, you. You have a life, and you do big things. You're big timing. You're big time. You think so? Oh my gosh, I mean, you're kind of like time. talking it up. I'm like, I think you are big my name time. Is Nate. I had a frozen pizza for dinner yesterday. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Was it Tony's? No, DiGiorno. DiGiorno. That's not really frozen though. That's more like delivery. That's the fancy. That's the big I like time it because frozen there's no pizza, preservatives. Though. Us, there are us none? Middlings I get the tonies. specific kind where there's no preservatives. That's pretty awesome. I really enjoy it. Oh, wow. I'm I'm a big fan of preservatives because I think in the long run, when I pass on, mm-hmm. I'll already be preserved. If I eat all these preservatives, yeah. then... It'll just last. Saccharin? I mean, I've You'll got saccharin coming out of my eyeballs. Oh, is that what that is? No, I... A little leakiness? <laughs> Those are tears. Because I watched, Crow, awesome. I watched Crow 17 times. Um, okay, so I want you to do... You're doing yourself... I'm doing me a favor, okay? But I and people have a hard time promoting themselves. Mm. But I really want you to tell everyone about you. I want you to. I want you to do such a good job of describing the things you do, mm-hmm. audio wise. Yeah, yeah. That they just forget about this podcast. Yeah, and just they listen just to yours and abandon all reason. You stole all of our audience. Don't do okay. that. Don't do that. Stay here. You can do both. In this incredible place. And then also stay because you're going to want to listen to Kroll. But if by chance True. you just lose your mind because of what I'm about to tell you. I think you should do a good job and do it. Circle back around. You got to remember it. Circle well, back hey, around. And that's the thing about the internet. If you're, you can listen to something while you're actually looking at something else on the internet. That's right. And subscribing and downloading something Multitask. else. Multitask. If you're going to no. do that, I would you say. You can do that on Netscape. 
you're going to go to AaronAndDanae.com, and I'm going to spell it for you, and then your mind's going to be blown at this that this website that I made. Um, so it's Aaron and Danae. That's my radio partner. So that's my main job is on radio. So we do like a morning show, and we do other kind of radio shows. And stations play our show because apparently – they like well, it. It's a high quality show. Super high quality, you guys. We talk about life and, you know, just like general stuff. We try to keep it light and have fun because we know people have a lot of stuff going on in their lives. So, you know, for the most part, we love to laugh and make fun of ourselves and tell weird stories. And then we also like to podcast because on radio, we can't, you know, talk for a really long time because people want to hear the music. So then we uh, started a podcast called Shoe the Dough, S H O E T H E D O E. Oh, I forgot to spell my website. Aaron and Danae is spelled A A R O N A N D and then D E N E E. That's me. That's you There's guys. a lot of double yeah. awesome. letters in there. So what? Yeah, there's a lot of vowels in there. You gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. That was the downfall. Uh, what was the movie with Robin Williams that became president? Election of the, or Man of the Year? Election. Yeah. You know, you guys know the movie I'm talking about. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Spoiler: That's how he got elected. Is double letters in his name. Whoa, whoa. Well, that's how you're going to fall in love with what we're doing is because yeah. we're going to woo you with our vowels. <laughs> woo. <laughs> so if you go to our website, Aaron and Danae, you'll see radio and podcasts and about and things like that. And you can kind of browse around. And if you find errors, tell me because I can fix those. Um, that's how legit we are. You guys are legit. We ask you to help us make sure our website is looking good to proofread for us so <laughs> help us but we do a podcast it's like a lifestyle podcast a lot of different segments on shoe the dough and then we also have a sift pop or a pop culture podcast called sift pop and that kind of is our outlet for you know movies and tv and games and stuff like that so that's just what we've been doing for the past five years okay we're having a good time living the dream we're living the dream living audio dreams that's my new band name Ooh. audio dreams What's your hit single? Uh, that is not maybe how to describe this movie, by the way. Oh, you know. Audio Dreams. This is more of like a visual nightmare. Audio-wise, it was pretty incre- incredible. It was. I, it was I so epic. Kind of epic. Too epic. I mean, it was, like, yeah. So epic, it like blew its my own Nobody mind. told them when to stop. Yeah, the music, the soundtrack was <laughs> James uh, Home. home it was great, but it was a lot. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so thanks for having me, and thanks for oh. going and checking out our stuff. You are awesome. So you don't. Thanks for having me. You're you awesome. Keep on, you guys. Keep on rocking. And you're awesome. And, and you're, you're awesome. awesome. And we're all awesome. 100% awesome blossom special. Uh, what was I going to do? I have I have special notes for this this right here. I have special notes. Uh, anything else you want to plug or pitch right now? Anything Ooh. else? Anything. Ooh. And I'll come back to something you're into. That's going to be later, though. Mm-hmm. So be thinking <laughs> about that. Something you want to tell everybody about that you're just into okay fun stuff a show a movie book that's later though that's the very end can't, i can't do that right now no if right you now do, I just if you do we have something to, we have to turn all of the all the equipment all of our hi-fi off here if you if you do it now wow i feel like the, mm-hmm. the thing that you really high, need to know right now high stakes is i have a saint bernard <gasps> and she's adorable and what's her really name, her what's name her name is, her name is madeline and she's amazing you ever call her maddie oh yes I call her Maddie. I call her Princess. I call her Purdy Bird. Have you ever Murray. tied a little barrel of whiskey around her neck? I've thought about it. I thought about making one is out of polymer clay. In those? I feel like it is whiskey. Okay. I don't know if it is. I think sure. it's supposed to be some kind of alcohol. Okay. But yeah. they actually never did that. 
Oh, really? That was depicted in a painting that got that got popular about the breed, and so okay. then it got into you know the our cartoons pop and... culture. Yeah, car yeah. cartoons and stuff like that. Right now, I'm gonna <laughs> get one. Do it. Look at these. I know, I know. They've run it's wild. because I have Dr. Pepper over here. They're like flocking <laughs> to the sweetness. No, I, it's not it. Now is time the segment, if you will, on our hit radio show. Made that up. Um, called time for some deets. The details to make this movie awesome. Kroll, a beautiful picture, 1983, July 29th, 1983. Ooh. Um, and then it, but then it opened in England, December 27th, 1983. Hey, pre-internet, you could, you didn't even have to tell. I mean, they didn't even know what had actually happened in Europe. They're like, what, what is, what happened on this movie? Well, did we don't you know. see that it was? Made by a company in London. At the end of the movie, at the end of the credits, yeah, filmed it was, in the uh, same studio Pinewood as 007. Pinewood Studios. That's that's Lord of the Rings, right? Well, I, I don't know about Lord of the Rings. I know 007 was filmed in the studio. That's that's what I'm thinking of. That they're similar. that's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, I was yeah. really shocked by that. I was like, really? This Pinewood. Is, yeah. Um, directed by one Peter Yates, who hasn't done a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, produced by Ron Silverman. Written by Stanford Sherman. Starring. You ready for this one? I'm just going to run down this. Ken Marshall. He plays our hero. Uh, Lazette Anthony plays our uh, Princess Alyssa. And then Freddie Jones, Francesca Anise. Ready for this one? Liam Neeson. When you saw him <laughs> on screen, were you expecting it? I, I, I'd looked at the starring already. Because I was hoping there would be someone like that in it. And then here, there he was. Yeah, and I went, Liam! I know. And then his name is Keegan, and somehow they make it sound like Liam at one point, like Keegan. They don't like really, they don't really enunciate they don't a lot in this. This movie, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a very important part of this movie is the music. So I'm going to say this one. Don't normally say talk about the music unless it's a great soundtrack. James Horner did the soundtrack, and oh, by the way, I skipped over. No, I haven't yet. We talked about editing uh, on Tuesday. Ray Lovejoy edited this, and he did uh, 2001: Space Odyssey. What else did we say he did? Other big things, huge things. Oh, uh, you, you mentioned Batman? The first Batman movie with Tim, the Tim Burton movie, which is a great movie. And the editing's great on it. So, interestingly enough, too, in 1980s, Pinewood Studios also produced Tim Burton's Batman mm. and Aliens. Mm. So, those all came out of that same place. Yes. So I wonder if they ended up working on the same films because they're in the same area. Maybe so. And they all they probably are friends. They're all buddies. That's, that's the buddy system. That'd be an interesting thing to have memories with these people and be like, remember when we... Uh, did curl? Remember that curl? <laughs> I'll be like, no. It's all a joke. It's we a- were on a lot of drugs then. Well, that no. or, or just some big joke where they're like, we thought it was going to be huge. I crawl. No. Budget. $47 million. Dollars. Dear Lord. Well, and yeah. They-, they had so many sets. Yeah. And and they were all built out sets. And they were pointless. Like, I read somewhere going- there were 26 full sets. Yeah. Like it's incredible. That they worked on. There was one set, and they used them to the best of their ability. And at one point in time, there was a call that was made, and they said, "Okay, guys, today it's blow up the set day," and everybody rejoiced. And they were like, "Blow it up!" And, and you could tell those were sets the end being of the, blown up. By the way, the end of the uh, sh- the the whole way the movie. rock looked like plaster like it was coming. <laughs> oh out. yeah, that was awesome. Uh, how much <laughs> money did it make? Forty-seven million dollars. It made. Ooh, I'm so nervous about this because I haven't. I guess? mean, it's not like. Everyone Forty-seven talks about million curl. dollar budget. How much money? What's the box office? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna guess like twenty-three. Sixteen. 
Sixteen million, not wow. sixteen dollars, but sixteen. <laughs> sixteen dollars. Someone bought some some jujubes at the uh, at the concession stand. I guess this is why we don't really see Ken Marshall show up again. Like, Ken Marshall. I don't even know. <laughs> I, in Star I don't Trek. recognize him from anything. Oh, he Deep was in Deep Space Nine. He was. He's been in just some random stuff, but like ten episode run. Yep. Okay. So next, we have what I so lovingly call thirty second synopsis. Your job, Danae. As <laughs> Did the, Aaron prepare you for at, this? As the guest, is I'm going to use my Timex Iron Man watch. Okay. And you are going to tell us all about the movie. Spoil the crap out of it. Okay. 30 second synopsis and ready? And go. I think this movie is supposed to be a love story where two people, you know, get together and it's the power of love. But really, this story could potentially be about the Cyclops. Or maybe it's actually about the child who gets the little staff that doesn't stop tingling. This is actually a story about people who sneak into some place and are so loud. No, wait, okay. This is a story about the uh, main old man seer guy. No, no, wait. This is a story about the beast being rejected and ultimately having to get sucked back out into space. Uh, 28 seconds. I think I think That's pretty I, good. I think I did a pretty good job. You're like a which way book. You're you're a which way book. <laughs> yes. Which way about choose your own adventures? Yes. Choose your own adventure. No, I love, I love those. those. That's what you were like. That's hey, that was a like pretty this. awesome Dude, that's synopsis. That's what this though. was. This that's what this movie was. It was like a choose your own adventure where every option is possible and we're going to we're going to go ahead and cuz I couldn't believe how many times we went from like one place to another place to another place and all of the transition scenes. It was it was a lot. Lemo. Bam. Yeah. It's pretty, that's pretty good. Epically bad. That's was, good. Very creative. Good. Do you do the same thing? What? The 30 seconds? I don't do it. Really? That's my podcast. That's right. You don't have to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't doing seeing 30 second synopsis. How would you? I'll do the 80 minute synopsis. I'll do whatever. Yeah, I just, yeah that's the problem. <laughs> I'll talk for 45 <laughs> minutes if I want to. I'm trying to make the plot go faster. <laughs> There's some, day, some episodes where the plot just kind of goes on and on. And I'm, I've really been trying to tighten it up. And today is one of those days. Oh. Because our next segment is called, because I love segments. My gosh, I love segments. <laughs> five-point plot. We're, we're, we're going to try to hit five points. And I have okay. them. I have them, and I have them titled. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do we get a preview of all these points? Or? I'm giving you, well, no. First of all, I'm going to give you um, two things. I'm going to give you uh, the... Uh, Legend, the prophecy that is the planet, well, the princess and the king, or whatever you want to call it. And I hope that we can get some echo effect in my voice in uh, post production on this. A girl girl of ancient ancient name name that shall shall become become queen. queen. She shall shall choose choose a king. king. Together Together they they shall shall rule their world, world. and their their son shall rule the galaxy. galaxy. (laughs) That's what we're like. We start the movie with that. And then the opening scene is basically the narrator. There's a narrator, and it's uh, Obi, the Obi Wan of the story. Yer, Yer, Yenir. Yenir. There's an N in there. There's an N. Spelled Y N Y R. Yenir. Nice. It's Swedish. It's weird. Yenir. Swedish chef's brother. I love Swedish chef. Um, so we he gives a narration, tells us about the prophecy that I just read off, and in the Black Fortress lands. They didn't say okay in the pre in the on Tuesday when we watched the trailer the movie said from the future the, yeah the trailer was very clear I don't remember them saying they were from the future no I don't remember and that they landed either. in a spaceship I just assumed that this was some kind of like a world where that's just normal and this is like a planet 
that's just totally normal because the people that are on the planet are acting like they're not surprised that their swords oh. are also shooting out laser beams. Oh, they're here. Nobody's yeah. acting yeah. surprised about that. Well, there are not very many people <laughs> on this planet, really. You only see the the uh, people at the wedding, which is a really weak wedding ceremony for a king uh, and a queen. Well, there's got to be enough people because at one point when they break for camp, whenever Yanir ends up going to see the Black Widow lady, yeah. They end up finding a couple of women from a nearby village. Yeah, that was really so funny, there has to be some like kind of perfect, populated. Yeah. Perfect timing. Okay. So <laughs> plot point number one. Prophecy, right? When slayers attack. Oh. Nice. Okay. Unless you want to talk about that prophecy and you just talk about whatever you want. So don't feel like you have to stay within the confines of I'm this. I'm taking notes. Okay. I'm very Well, you have notes. You told me you have how many pages of notes? 67 pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> which will be available on your website. If you can read tomorrow. my handwriting. <laughs> um, so the Slayers land, and they, well, first we're, we start out with a wedding. The wedding of Princess Lissa and Prince Colwyn. Um, Who are and, getting wed to unite their kingdoms. Which I, I thought was a very unique way, okay? The dads, this is weird, just give... Their kingdoms, it sounds like they're just... Are you they don't like each other. The, guy, the dad, the, the father figures are not into this whole wedding idea. It was just weird. Well, it's, it's a classic a, Romeo and Juliet but uh, you have scenario. To, but in this world... You, I didn't agree to this. Mm-hmm. Nope, sure. But in right. this... I, we, we summoned for help. That was what one of them says at one point. Yeah. And you didn't show up. Gondor calls no. for me. <laughs> oh, yes. Skeletor was attacking <laughs> Castle Grayskull again, and you didn't show. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, yeah, and they have a. They, they're like giving their. They're like, I I give up my kingdom mm-hmm. to my children. Yes. I give up my kingdom to my, to my children. children. And then they're like saying, and we choose to be in love because our kingdoms together are stronger. But it's interesting because they're instantly like in love, but in the kind of love that later on turns into firepower. Like it's serious How, love. And and when they dipped the lantern thing into the fire, I didn't realize that. She pulls, doesn't she, at first? She dips her hand in. Yeah. She doesn't pull fire out of it, though, because they don't have time. No, she does. She pulls the fire mm-hmm. out of with, on her hand, but he doesn't take it until later in front of the beast at the very yeah. end. Okay, so, oh, oh the no. The Slayers attack at the Oh, man, moment. I'm joking. No one cares. All right. Um, <laughs> you gave it all away. <laughs> Please so listen to the rest of this episode, people. <laughs> um, sorry, they will. I it's fine. It. So, then the Slayers. The Slayers! Yeah! Show up. These guys, man. Kind of weird, like not cool sto- stormtroopers, kind of. So their helmets are interesting; they look like beetle helmets, <coughs> but then they have external exoskeleton backs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is true. And they, so they have like they have exposed. Maybe they have to breathe out of their backs. Maybe these aliens weird. breathe out of their backs. Well, we don't really understand what these aliens look but like the because aliens, apparently they're when one of them gets killed, a little bitty, a little slug. They're kind of nasty looking. Yeah, it, it crawls thing. out and then slithers into the ground. It comes out of their head. With the, you know, when uh, anytime R two D two gets electrocuted, he makes that sound, yeah, that and that's exactly the sound. Yes. Well, they want, they like that sound. Yeah. So at this point in the movie, I'm thinking when I when I see it, I'm thinking it's like a, this is like a fantasy. Uh, it's knights, but it's Star Wars esque because they've got these aliens and they look like stormtroopers, an advanced futuristic civilization, <laughs> but to, in order for them to get to the castle, they ride horses. They ride. <laughs> Fire storm. Now they're not horses. riding the fire fire stallions. Oh, oh, oh. fire mares. Fire mares. They're not riding them, are they? No, I don't no. think so. 
I mean, I'm not led to believe that. So then I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. But we're talking an advanced species with space travel capabilities. Yes. And when they land on the planet, they procure horses. Okay. My thought exactly was, where did they get these horses? That was my first question. They're they're just like herding them up. Have you ever tried? I mean, if these are wild horses, (laughs) these guys are pretty good. I will. uh, Can I just say, if you're a horse lover, this movie is awesome. And then at one point in time, it turns terrible and horrible. And <laughs> I wrote down animal cruelty because I wanted to go yeah, off on there, a rant there about was it. Some animal cruelty. It was really hard to watch at one point in time. Yeah, they're treating the horses. They didn't care about that. I know, but it's hard to watch. And yeah. I, I had to remind myself: these horses have all gone to pasture now. They're 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 on to their next. Oh, they whatever. went. They're off to the. They're on the pastures of heaven. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're fine. Yes, all horses. But it was really hard to watch. But there's so much horse. In this movie, this is a horse lovers fantasy favorite <laughs> because that is their main form of transportation through the whole thing. And at one point in time, we actually see them tack the horses like they actually take off all their gear and completely unload for the night. They're very, very, uh, what's the word? Thorough with the horse representation in this movie. Yeah. The horses. What's funny about, uh, well, first of all, you were talking about this is a horse lovers and you stop short of saying dream. Because whenever I think of a, a realty description of a farm, that's what they all say. This is a this this fifteen acres is a horse lover's dream. Really? I don't know I why. I love horses. The, and then the lady in the picture has got like uh, <laughs> the glamour shots and a feather boa and a hat and a cowboy hat. And she's like, "I'll sell your house." And then she says, "Hey, are you talking about FarmersOnly.com?" No, I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about realty ads, like for a realtor, like yeah. buying a house. And and that's and what that's I'm thinking. Their, that's their selling point. This is a Kroll, horse lover's dream. Kroll is a lot like a realty a, a realtor trying to sell a house. Yeah, it's a horse lover's dream it here. Is a horse, it is. Come out to Kroll. Okay. Buy some land here, but no unicorns. Stay a while. Yeah. The Slayers were interesting too because they seem to also be amphibious. Because at one point in time, mm-hmm. they literally raise up out of a swamp without having yeah, any trouble. Like, they had been laying wait <laughs> for... And I'm like, ooh, that must have been a fun day on set, right? This is where all the money goes. Well, they drowned because a bunch of horses to, that day. You know they did. They had to <laughs> <laughs> put Jeez. together, like, this literal swamp, which I don't... What was it? What was that quicksand made of? I don't know. Uh, I, I thought it was either brown sugar or... or <laughs> it looked like uh, sawdust. Yeah. It probably was. But on, on it was incredible to look at. Like, how is this not sticking to their heads? Like, it's not it's not getting on them, and yet they're clearly underneath it. So I was really curious about what that was made of. Now, but, the, a, but the lift of the Slayers coming up out of the weird. water was hilarious. They had to make a lifting thing. Jared, you had, did you see uh, – didn't you say there's a documentary about make the making of? Mm-hmm. or Journey to Coral. And it's online? Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. Probably uh, not legit, but yeah. um, but, it's there. But now, did it talk about the quicksand, how we made the quicksand? Or the making uh, of the sets? No, they didn't go into too much detail. I mean, I, I again, I, I have to admit, sorry to my that boss, was... I was listening to this at work. But, I mean, it, it was in a very small window on my desktop. As I, I liked, was... I liked a lot of the sets. I have to say, yeah, I have my favorite set, but no, we'll get yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Slayers show up and just wreck shop. These people cannot. Keep up. At the wedding, at the very beginning of the movie, when they show up, mm-hmm. I had no idea that they were going to be shooting lasers. That was a super they had their surprise. Source, and they move so stupidly slow. Oh, it's bad. Hilarious. It's like, bad. Marching. This is my, the sound of me marching. 
I'm coming. I'm coming to get but you. But they anti gravity because they can walk straight and up the wall. They walk up the wall. Yeah, but they're really <laughs> yeah, clumsy that and looks slow. Really good too because they're like you. You knew it was like the old Batman so TV yeah, series yes. with them walking yep. up the wall when they just are walking on the ground with their knees bent. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, so the Slayers just wreck they shop. They do what they do. They, they kill everybody. The dads are gone. Dead. Mm-hmm. The dads are dead. Dead dads. Corwin gets shot. Corwin gets. He falls on those stairs so hard, and his body like bounces. It had to be a dummy. But you can confuse the Slayers with a cape. Like one point, he just threw a cape over one of them, and then like, like, oh! that was it. Yeah. We don't have these in the future. And a net at one point in time, yeah. which you can actually see through. So which, again, nets. No, 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 people don't fight with nets. Enough. People don't carry nets. No, well, I, not who anymore. carries a yeah. net? That may be our next. Pictures. If you want, if people want to get rid of guns. That's fine. I'm, I'm gonna start carrying a net. <laughs> And I'm going to net you. Is that part of the dojo of the, the glaive? Yeah, that's the, we, the, the, the glaive. The, the glaive. We have nets. We have uh, laser <laughs> swords. Yes. Uh, and a glaive gosh. out of the mountain. We're not you know, to that point yet, though. You mentioned that Corwin falls. And I gosh. through this whole entire movie, it seems like they're doing some pretty dangerous stunts on their yeah. own and some also terrible ones. There's a somersault at one point in time yes. that saves somebody. And it was yeah. just like, wow. And I wrote my notes, somersault saves lives. It does. If you can do a somersault, yeah, yeah. folks, you need to do it because it will save a life. That's true. So, but Slayer, the princess but yeah. does get away. Lissa, well, she gets away. Well, I mean, she almost gets away. But then she and gets she's, kidnapped. She's kidnapped. That was their sole purpose in coming there was yeah. grabbing I, a To get her yes. because the Beast needs a, a, a maiden. He's he's lonely. Um, he's all by himself. <laughs> yeah, beastsonly.com. That's probably not a good site to take. <laughs> don't, don't go to that don't. site. All right. Yeah, don't. Okay. Don't. <laughs> uh, don't go there. Okay. So, all right. We're going to hopefully delete that. All right. So, Alyssa gets kidnapped. All right. I put this. She gets kidnapped on the back of this horse by these futuristic beasts <laughs> while she moves for Colin. Here's why I said that. This actress, when when they're kidnapping her, I know for a fact the director had to be like, all right, listen, Melissa, when they kidnap you, you've got to just shout out, Colin! 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 <laughs> and it but it came out like this on the on the on the on on film. Colin! <laughs> Colin! <laughs> Colin! It's like Well, She's done. What was it? It was like weird. It was like so disjointed and, and really segmented. Her voice they probably had one is voiceover. Badly. And I'm like, is this the same actress? I want to hear the original audio. Oh, you'd That's be. No, during notes. the, the uh, documentary, they all talk exactly like they did in the movie. The Cyclops talks just like that. Um, well, like oh, the really? talks just them, like that. I, they sound just like that. They did. But I wonder if because there's two, there's two act people I noticed that had different voices. It was really clear because it was all off, and even the delivery was off. <laughs> and one was Lissa, and the other was Yanir. Uh, because there's hmm. a couple of acting moments for Yanir, who shows up here in just a moment. He does a lot of orating too. Like yeah, he it's a orator. very eloquently written script. Yes. It's very ornate. <laughs> ornate. And, in, in very high fantasy. Uh, yeah, very high fantasy. So, we Colin is knocked out. His princess is kidnapped. Um, he we are, the next thing we see is you're near rubbing some salve or something on yes. on uh, Colin's <laughs> body. And uh, Obi Wan, he's the Obi Wan of the story because he yes. gives us a lot of information we didn't have. That's what Obi Wan does in Star Wars. Yenir in this one gives us a lot of information. 
he heals he heals up our main character and uh and then he tells us all about the next part about the glaive and the only way to stop the beast is to get a glaive from the mountain of Mordor and <laughs> to go get it. This is a part of the movie where it's like, boy, this I've seen this before. What this he is, climbs for an eternity. Yeah, at this point in time, I'm like, okay, what am I going to? Because I saw this movie when I was a kid, and there's some very specific scenes that gave me uh, phobias that I have to this day, which we'll get to that <laughs> here in a little bit. But um, really, no, legitimately, is this uh, is, is this a cathartic experience? This for you, was. Then? It was very. It was very good. This is one of the reasons we're like, hey, you know, let's do a movie. And I'm thinking. I just thought of Kroll, and I couldn't even remember the name of well, it. You're so, you're so scared it. and so phobic. I, I think was there's so some psychoanalysis we could do. So in this is really, yeah, he's a, this is really counselor. good He's a licensed years. counselor. So. Cool. We can talk. Let's talk about it. Um, so, But this is the part where so you have Yanir showing up, and he's putting this special solve on, which he does to other characters. He you know dabbles he- foreheads and touches eyeballs and does all kinds of stuff throughout this movie. <laughs> but at this moment, he's explaining that, you know, He's handing over his father's, you know, symbol, explaining the glaive, doing this thing, getting us to where we need to be. And when Colwyn is realizing his dad is dead, that he turns towards the camera and covers his face a little bit, and he's like, you know, weeping. And Yanir is just like, "You're not really going to be a great king if you're going to be like this." And he just chastises him, and then walks off like, "You ain't got time to grieve." I came here to see the king. Yeah, not, and that must not be. I found you. a boy. Child, this boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your boy. And I thought, oh, man. And then he just kind of goes, oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm following you. And that's how the story goes. Like, that's, <laughs> now we're off on the adventure. And what See, I named that guy. I named him Rafiki while he was watching because ah, he's kind of that, that. He has the rattling, that, yeah. um, whatchamacallit. Staff. Yeah. Staff that's what you thing. call it. No, actually, he doesn't. It's the other old guy. Yeah. I call him Curly Beard. He shows up here in a little bit. Okay. But so, I did know in my notes that, I mean, he grieves for a total of like 15 seconds. And then lot. he's jolly, he's a, happy-go-lucky and from we their get to point see Smiling at all the... Yeah. In the light of this set with the burned carriage in the foreground. Because we had to have fire. Because <laughs> yeah. why not? Um, which the set is very Egyptian looking. It's very modern looking. Really, yes. yeah. really high, like in that way. So it's very advanced in that way. We get to see his clown pants for the first time. This man is wearing <laughs> yeah, they are. striped black. It's like a striped. See, I thought it was like a Beetlejuice type. Yes. It Why was like they? pleather. Oh. I think it was supposed to be leather. It was like a, it's like a pleather hey, this striped. this is 80s. It was, it was like David Bowie and Labyrinth yeah. in a way, you know, where it's like this kind. And also maybe a little bit of what your wife said with. Um, oh, uh, Princess Bride. Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Yeah. Um, Wesley mm-hmm. had a little bit of Wesley to it, kind of like swashbuckler. And he's yeah. supposed to be this great warrior. And later on in the movie, he's like, <laughs> he's I don't have warrior. my weapon anymore. Yeah. It's like, dude, you have your sword. So he's just, he's kind of all over the place, this place. guy. He's confused oh. about his place in well, life. Well, he gets really unconfused here because he knows he now has to climb uh, the great, I don't know if the mountain has a name, but the great mountain. we got to find a glaive. Oh, my goodness. And guess where it's at? It's in hot, hot molten lava at the top of this mountain. The mountain climbing took forever. Oh, my goodness. And I seriously it, think it was three minutes worth of background music and aerial shots of and climbing And you know they're like, mountain. okay, we got to rent a helicopter today, and we're going to go up by the mountain up there and get that climber to go. We're going to be farther enough away. We, we don't have to actually have the actor do this. So we'll be farther enough away to show him <laughs> climbing the mountain. There is How boring. I mean, The start of this is a landslide, which I thought was hilarious. Do you remember? Those like, rocks were coming down hardcore. They were coming down, and then you know they'd cut to oh, him. Yeah. And so... That was pretty good. And then I wrote, I wrote down, what a brave rock climber. 
um, oh my goodness, those striped pants are killing me in the sun. And then he's climbing forever. And then there's this moment where the camera is way far back on the um, on the helicopter, and it's like you can't even see him. Yeah, he's like, it yeah. is such a it's a it's a it's a picture of a huge mountain, and you can't even see. Yeah, that's obviously not a volcano, by the way. <laughs> no, this is obviously not a volcano. No, and that's the thing is when it got it, it's like finally, oh wait, there's steam inside of here and yeah, new exactly. music, yeah. so something's yeah. going on. And it's like uh, Land of the Lost at this point. Yeah, where, where, yeah. Where and he rolls up his sleeve and just dips his hand in this red goop like there's no pain. Well, he's fireman. I guess. Yeah, I'm I guessing know. at this point I started thinking, well, maybe there is a, a hint of magic with these people because I mean, she pulled out lot or fire right from the thing so maybe so that's there's a some thing things that just they're not here. afraid of but fire it's not being really one of them. i just like he's putting his hand it was in so strange I, I didn't expect that and also this weapon wasn't cool and then all of a sudden the crust comes off of it <laughs> no. and it's like this glowing and then all of a sudden shink the knives oh come my out gosh, yes. <laughs> and, and the light shines on his face and you can see his eyes like glistening with <laughs> tears oh almost. yes this actor has down the look of awe and wonder yeah, through this movie like he has these awe and wonder moments and they're not always great so crappy uh Especially the horseback riding, that was really fun. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, but I, I do feel like we need to explain what the glaive is. It, it's like this: it's a starfish, like a six-pointed starfish, with golden and jewels encrusted in it. And then when you hold it up in the right angle, I don't know how it's. I think it's your powered, intention. Powered through love, your intention and your kingliness Ooh. activates it. Nice. Yes, okay. because later on. I'm pretty sure it has its own personality. I'm pretty Ooh. sure it's a being. It's of it wants to do what it wants to do. And that's later on, though. Nice. Mm-hmm. But. So plot point number two. Okay, we're only this far in. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> well, well, but the front—that's the, the true for the movie. But the front end is so a it, yeah. yeah, the front end is so a big a big part of it, and then it just kind of goes really fast at the end. Plot point number two, I call the fellowship of the glaive. Oh my goodness, the assembly of our crew. Perfect, yeah. and it, and it is. I mean, it literally grows into. At one point, there are literally twenty five people in this troop. I think. And yeah. I'm an orphaned boy. Join well, us. Come along with us. I'm I'm a criminal. Come, come with us. I'm a orphaned old man. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I murdered not? that family over there. Well, you come on. Have an eye. Let's go. I have one eyeball, and I've been stalking you for years. Yes. Come on. <laughs> yes, I and I blink slowly. <laughs> Gosh. When, only when I'm on camera. Um, so, Yinir, I always say his name wrong. Can I Go ask ahead. a question though? Because the I think if I remember correctly, I'm gonna look at my notes. One of the so so Yinir and Colwyn are at like this glade where there's like a I, a, I, and a, a wizard appears. It, I called it a mount. Uh, not, well, the mountain pass is where we run into the bandits of thieves. But but before this is like that, a little spring area. A yeah, stream is there. I I wrote down. Oh, this is the guy. Oh, uh, he very clearly says, and this is one of the things that speaks to is uh, when they're going to the first place to figure out how to uh, save Lissa. Uh, and Yanir says, um, "We're only a day's ride." <laughs> You know, and and at one point we have, we cut back over to the beast and we see her and we and she's in this weird like eyeball like the seventies oh, sort of yeah. eyeball yeah, thing. Yeah, very weird. And every time we cut to her, she seems to be in a different part of the beast's body mm-hmm. in this really weird way. It's this weird mountain it thing was though that she's in. Way too personal. Very like, odd. I think we were in the intestines, but yeah, of course we. <laughs> I think we see her in the eyeball first, yes. and it's just like, and then he's like, it's a day's journey. But then all of a sudden, this guy shows up, and he's a fireball out of the sky, and he er- lands ergo. in the water. Ergo, yes. Okay, I don't understand, but he's the guy from Willy Wonka. Yeah. That's what yeah. I wrote down. I was Someone like, Willy Wonka guy. Teacher, you said yeah, I the... think he was the teacher, right? Yeah, that sounds right. 
Okay, so... But it, nobody panics because it's like he just suddenly... Like, Col- Colwyn himself is like... Like, he's happy and he's like, oh, I love this land we're living in. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, Somebody exactly. just flew in from the sky and I don't know who he is a or fireball, what he's doing. He lands and then the first second that guy opens his mouth, I'm like, man, I wish you weren't along for the ride. Is he Because a, you knew he would be the comic relief. Yeah. He's the Jar Jar Binks of the story. He, he really wasn't isn't. a comic relief. Well, that's the initial. I, that's oh. exactly what I wrote down. That's what he wanted was to he be. Supposed to be. Well, he's whimsical. He's tall and or short oh, in stature. So, tall I don't want to go on this trip, but I will. I'll go with you on the trip. Narrow and focus. Yes. And wide and whatever. Wonder. Yeah. Uh, something. <laughs> I'm so confused. But like, was he a wizard? Because he's he, a wizard. He reads. He reads spells. And this is off this of, kind off of notes. He has he, to use notes. And he calls be, them recipes. This must be funny. Though. Have you guys ever oh. read uh, the any of the Discworld? Totally missed that. Hmm. Discworld by uh, no. I can't remember. I've seen Cool World with Brad not, Pitt. Not in the it. same, but the I mean this it's if any, if any of our That's listeners weird. have yes. read the Discworld, they'll know what I'm talking about. But there's some bumbling wizards that they read uh, their spells and uh, have to do it right, and and random things happen. But the, yeah. he reminded me of, of a character in, in Discworld. I, I believe it, at this point we see him turn into a goose before our very eyes. <laughs> And, hey, that's that forty-seven million dollar budget. Like he got it wrong. He got his he got his spell wrong. He's oh, got to get organized. Oh, it reminded me of Willow. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I will say that that was one fantasy movie we did not talk about. But Willow makes this thing. I mean, Willow. this thing makes Willow look like the greatest thing ever. But Willow is darn good. Willow doesn't the, get enough credit. No, it doesn't. The transformations in this movie, though, hilarious. Every time he transforms into some other creature Stupid or whatever, creature. is so funny. And normally by accident. Yeah, apparently. So he's our comedy relief. He's along for the ride now. Yeah, he's like, the, he's going to go off into the forest, and then all of a sudden we see Cyclops, <gasps> and where there's no explanation, he turns around, he's like, I want to live, and then he joins them. That's how he joins them. <laughs> yes. He was too great to go on their journey, and now he must go on the journey because he's scared of that Cyclops, who has been, like you said, has been stalking him for yeah. centuries, it seems. Um, um, and so, and, and then uh, Yanir says something like, okay, well, we'll go half a day this way. It'll save us some time. Yes. And I think this is when they go into the... They they say they'll cut off time by going this way. And it's basically like through this mountain pass thing. And that's when we and meet the rest in, of the bandits. They run into these bandits. Now, the main <laughs> bandit, I'm not sure what his name is, but Liam Neeson is one of his his uh, bandit guys. Mm-hmm. And each of these bandits have a specific skill. One has a whip. One has a big axe. Two have an axe. Because they throw at each other and the guy turns into a pig. That is true. To get out of it, why would you turn into a pig? Why not a mouse? Why not a mouse? <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> understand what's happening. And then the mouse has to wiggle out of it. Anyway, so they were like, they go from we're going to kill you for whatever money you have to we'll come along on your journey. We it's don't a, know you. Yeah, it's a real quick turnaround, and it's also like when they're talking about this black fortress. It seems like everybody already knows about it because no one's been like, "What do you mean a black forest fortress? What do you mean an alien?" But if the aliens just got there, how yes. does everybody know? Yes. They yeah. are all really quick to accept. Yes. And also in this journey is a Treyu, not the actual actor. But you remember the kid, he's oh, the bandit. Yeah. He looks just like a Treyu. Yes, that's that's what I said too. I was like, well, we got it's a, like a Treyu. Shepherd boy. Yeah. Yeah, we have a so Treyu. So that was kind of fun. Um, they agree to go on the journey with them. Now the Black Fortress, um, I forgot to mention this. It appears, disappears, mm-hmm. has a time limit where it doesn't stay for any place very long, which that is one thing on this movie that I kind of thought was cool. Do we know of another thing maybe in fiction before this that would have had that, where it disappeared and reappeared? Can anyone think of anything off the top of your head? Is there anything in Lord of the Rings that does that? I I like – 
I like that part about this story. I will say that. There are some, there are some other things in this in this movie that have some positives to it, like that they did in it that was kind of somewhat cutting edge, but not enough to make it good because it yeah. looks so corny at times. It was really corny at times, but they did have an opportunity for some really cool storylines. And yeah, one of them is a disappearing castle. I also like the Cyclops backstory, which kind of got me in the feels. I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy that the beast stole one of their eyes and they were supposed to be able to see in the future, but all they can see is their own fate. That's a, kind of a neat thing. Yeah, and there's a folklore behind kind of the yeah. story behind him. And So that was kind of a neat thing. And they probably could have leaned on that a little bit more too and the story made it <laughs> I wrote down a quote from about this time in the movie. I don't remember what where it's from, but it says, the man has raisins in his brain case. Oh. <laughs> I'll go with it. I'll buy it. That's solid. But coming up is one of my favorite things, and this is whenever they, they transition to the next place to go to see well, Curly Beard, right? Well, and w- where else are we going to get information about where and how we can get to the moving castle? Moving castle. We need to go talk to that emerald seer that lives in the uh, big green cave, and uh, they go. They walk to a, a rock, rock face, and then. The only four of them go on this trip, though, right? There's only like a few that go the into leader the actual thief, building. The leader, the leader thief, mm-hmm. um, Colwyn, and we brought Ergo, the bad magician, along. In the bad magician, yeah, and, and they they walk in through the rock, and the the Emerald Seer has an apprentice named Titch, and this is a little boy that ends up also joining them. Yes, he comes along for the ride. Did you notice? This is one of the first times looking back on an old film where the moment when they walk through the rock. Where you can see the line in the film. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't see that. I mean, yeah. it is a solid line. Really? It's yeah, and it was so obvious. And then they, you know, shot the green light out of it so that they can walk from one and then disappear into the rock. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I laughed so hard. I was like, "That's hilarious!" Because it's like all this old tech. <laughs> oh. So now we're seeing like transformations done in like super old tech, and now we've seen like a splicing of actual film together. It was oh. pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. I liked this scene a little bit. I was confused. About it a little bit, but this was actually kind of a fun place. Because um, it's another, it reminded me of Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like going in and then, because huh. you kind of walk. It wasn't like they walked into where this curly beard old man was. Which, curly beard. Um, Gandalf the Green. They walked like through. <laughs> Gandalf the Green. Like seven miles of cave. cave. And that's the thing mm-hmm. is every time we transition from one thing to the next, the transitions take Forever. Well, it's a big yeah. journey. They're trying to make. They're trying to put forever. Hey, this is a long journey. But they really could have cut at least thirty minutes off of this. Oh film yeah, just a transition those. film. Um, Green Seer tries to look inside of uh, the Beast's Black Fortress. Gets cut off by um, the by uh, the Beast. The Beast in her inner. Like his hand manifests in the cave to crush the emerald. Yeah, right. he sits down to like scry. I love this part because he said, "I'm sorry, I can't." I can't scry for you. And then, like, all all Yunir does is just give him a look. Like, Colwyn goes over to, like, beg with him. And Yunir <laughs> just cocks his hip and, like, gives him a look. And he goes, okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll come with and you. He can't even see. Like, he doesn't even know what he's doing. It was the most <laughs> oh ridiculous interaction ever. And then and then it starts spinning. And then, yeah, the claw comes out. And we see the claw, like, break you know, the, break his yes. ability to see. So um, now they have to go someplace else. Where do they, where do they have to go? I, I don't think. I think the I Emerald to... Temple. Now they have to go to the temple. But they never make it to the Emerald Temple. No, they don't. And this is another thing that's like, why is this here? Because the only thing that happens in in the middle of a swamp is the swamp, which I'm sure they wanted to be in the movie because they had to have spent tons of money making it. And as mentioned earlier, like, it is a really 
But why not the Emerald Temple? It would have been cool. But why? But what? But the the temple's for some reason in the middle of a swamp. Yeah, but they yes. never find it though, right? No, no. Because, because the Emerald ah, next part, mm-hmm. which I call plot point number three: oh. Swamp Tour whoop, whoop. and Cyclops tags along. And this is also yeah. the scene of one of my phobias. Oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Drowning or quicksand? Neither. Completely black eyeballs. Ooh, ooh. Saw it when I was a kid. Really. And there's a moment when a changed thing appears, which is a scent from the beast. And this is why we don't get to the emerald yes, part. Yes, because this, the emerald seer gets seared by the uh, monster. An epic <laughs> uh, gentrification. What would he call it? Geriatric death? Yes. Yeah. It was, Big time. Yeah, I'll it kill was, you. Yeah, with long claws. Oh. Yeah. So that's where this goes. Well, I mean, the Sears, they're all, one of the uh, bandits it has fallen into the quicksand, and they're, they're, everybody's trying to yeah, save him. Yeah, we kind of skipped over And, and the Sears a, a just kind of sitting on his stomach. Yeah, yeah the now, Sears, because uh, he's blind. He one needs to sit per- there and yeah. be still. Yeah, one person does die in the swamp. It's mm-hmm. true. Not by his own problem of walking through the swamp. Might as well be walking in a swamp. Um, so um, he dies. I can't remember his name. And then uh, extra number three, extra guy. Uh, but then the seer gets killed by the monster thing by himself. Like yeah. you see, and I'm like, oh, is that his brother? And yeah. he says the name because I haven't learned the names at this point. And I'm like, how does he know there's another seer here? Oh, it's so weird. And then claw field? hand comes out and strangles him. Yeah. So this 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 is the part that's sort of burned in my brain. Well, first they're attacked by bad guys. So there's like this whole like the swamp scene lasts for quite a long time. Right. And so after they you know the guy we talked about this earlier they rise up from the swamp oh, they had yeah. this and yeah. the, the, that fight scene was one of the most hilarious fight scenes I've ever seen. This is when the net comes out. <laughs> oh yes. It's horrible choreography. Really bad. Um, which is why it's so great. Yes. At this point, <laughs> at this point you're in it because you're like this is terribly amazing. <laughs> you're committed to it because you're like this is like a spectacle. Yeah, and then the seer is just kind of off the side and his doppelganger shows up yes kills him throws him into the swamp i guess we don't actually see this part and joins their party as if he is their seer at right. this point cyclops rel also joins them yes like he's Rell awesome at spearing slayers with his trident yeah he and so, saves and he lingers George back. Binks at this point yeah, yeah. He, go. he lingers back pretty far and then later on so here's what happens the swamp spits up the dead body of this curly beard, Makes sense. right? <laughs> and then Cyclops goes running, and I don't know if you caught this, but the scene of him running through the swamp, it's like they set up a whole bunch of just stick branches, and they're like, okay, sir, you're just going to just charge yeah. through this stick branch, you know, from here to here, just 15 yards of just running through. And this guy is just charging through and like breaking branches. And I thought, man, that's a, that's a fun day on the job. Yeah. And then he throws his javelin spear and kills the, you know, impersonator. He forks him in the back and then, uh, stabs him in the, in the gut. Yeah. Right. It's Colin. And then he, and then we have a really incredible death scene. Oh, that was gross. Wasn't that crazy? I wasn't allowed to watch that when I was a kid. So that's the first time I've seen that. That was disturbing. Like his face started growing these black tumors. Like it ballooned up and got black on one side. Yeah, like you got the black plate. And then he kind of like twists and then falls into the sand. And then the thing comes out of him and goes in the swamp, right? Yes. (laughs) Thing comes out of his head, jumps out of the swamp, which is so creepy. And then everybody shows up because they heard the screaming. They're like, what happened? And Cyclops goes... 
Well, I found his body in the swamp. No, you didn't. You did not find his body in the swamp. The swamp spewed it at your feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that part was like, you need to explain better. There's yeah. some really you know, crazy he's stuff Cyclops, he's been stalking for a long time and talked to many people. But the moment when the doppelganger is following Corwin, or Colwyn, I keep calling him Corwin, Colwyn. <laughs> Colwyn. Um, and he looks at the camera and his eyes open up and they're totally black. That way, yeah. And then they close. Yeah. That was when that it was started for me. Like it was that moment. Um, have you ever seen the show Supernatural? No. Okay, well, the demons on there have I've gotten have better at it, eyes. but it's difficult. There's or like in movies when their eyes just fill up with darkness, yeah. uh, which yeah. I think happened in um, the newest X-Men movie. Thor. Yeah. When yeah. Uh, Natalie's character yeah. gets when taken she has over. The, yeah, Aether or whatever it is. And I, I'm like watching it, you know, just whatever last couple years yeah and i'm just like okay i'm fine i'm fine it wakes you out, it? yeah it wakes me out it totally <laughs> yeah. started a thing for me there's a movie from the late 90s called event horizon same thing hell yeah it's, it's creepy it's, right it's a space movie it's, it's yeah. actually a really good space movie. it's just like it, it will never be something. on this podcast Ugh. i mean you could event even become never. light sensitive are we assuming it's all pupil i don't know anyway um well there's something <laughs> that's inhabited that that body so now they're in trouble because they can't get to the, you know, they can't get to where they're going to go to figure out where this, you know, spaceship is going to be. There's only one place you can go. Um, oh, by the way, this is the point where um, the princess uh, roams around inside of the beast's black yes. fortress. And basically the beast is like, you can love me. Here's your new, here's your new th- gown and your new <laughs> crown. That rhymed. Yeah. But you, you see at this point, the Beast is tempting both uh, the Princess Lissa and, and Cowan with uh, beauty and power. Yes. He says, you know, if you love me, you mm-hmm. can have all the power in the galaxy. Um, I can even look like your boyfriend. Um, and, and <laughs> yes. then, you want that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. Uh, um, and and uh, you also, he kind of holograms uh, real time on what's happening in the in the woods with these Two random strangers. Yeah, I, I wonder where they. They're came credited from. as uh, thieves' wives. It, somewhere I, I read where did that. they show up? I at? don't know for which ones. Uh, the the ladies in the forest. Oh, okay. Are, so the, the serving wenches. Yeah. So Yunir, when he says, "Okay, the only place we can go now is to the Black Widow place." Yeah. Uh, Widow of the Web. Widow of the Web. Yeah. Yep. Crystal he, Crystal Spider. They're kind of like casually talking, and so it's like we got to set up camp while he while he goes and does his thing for Widow in the Web. The yeah. thieves start talking uh, amongst each other, and then he's like, "Isn't one of your wives close by?" Are you kidding me? And he says, "How many wives do you have?" And he says, seven. Uh, I missed because that because he's a, he's been traveling around a lot. So the the assumption I got was that they just took a couple horses, went over to the nearby village, got his wife, and the wife had taken on the woman. Because okay. she was kind of left behind, the woman was sent, you know, by the beast, which we find out. So yeah, that's... this beast is thorough. If he planted that yeah. in there, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And um, all like, but and all pretty quickly too. I think yeah. one of the wives was Liam Neeson's wife. Oh really? Oh, because Liam oh, Neeson yeah. gets a little bit of yes, a little yes. bit of something going on here. I thought you meant in real life, and I was like, oh, oh. really? That's no, I, and I cracked up. But what <laughs> I cracked up about was that Liam Neeson, you know, is that that girl is on top of him, and they're kind of huggy wuggy wuddy, and um, whatever that meant, and. And I thought that lady right there probably told everybody for the next 30 years, I'm in this movie called The Crawl, and I got to kiss Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Anyway. They're also on the way to the widow widow of the web. Yes. We have another long 
uh, horse journey yes. before they set up camp. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring this to your attention, mm-hmm. too. They go through a set of these huge trees that they've created. And so they're all walking, like, you know, from left to right across the screen. And then it's literally like they just move the cameras to the other side, and then they head and walk back the other direction. Oh. It, and it's back to back on the film, and, and so it, just I, looks, it was so great. But a lot of nice. walking in this movie, like just oh, a it's lot all of traveling. Long, just... It's all traveling from one place to the next. But you know, it was during these scenes. I I kind of realized the soundtrack is kind of legit. Yeah, like it, it was epic. I mean, oh, it was not it was great. Nonstop. It was middle eighties, but I, I kind of realized, hey, I kind of like this. Well, I mean, full and that's why orchestral. You bought the soundtrack. What? That's why you went you went online today and went on Amazon and bought the soundtrack. Absolutely. Downloaded when they, it. This is also when they take all the horses stuff off and I was like, oh, I like this. And I was writing about it. We have the epic music going on. But we also have constantly um, sound effects. Constant. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. And the sound effects for them taking all the tack off of the horse and like removing all the stuff. It sounded like a mining, like with dwarves. Clink, 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 yeah, clink, it, was, it was this constant clinking. It was was awful. Awesome. Thanks, Foley Artists. Um, all right, so that leads us to plot, plot point number four. I called it Rest, and Yanir gets important info. Okay. Not a real, not a real flashy title on that one, sorry. No, no. Um, this is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, go ahead. It was Did odd. you like it with the, the whole web thing? Um, I thought it was uniquely made. Mm-hmm. I thought that if they made it now, it would look even better. He's climbing on those webs, which are obviously made of cotton, and he, the tops, other than the ropes underneath of them, but it, they're not sticky, right? Was there any point where he was like, I'm stuck in this web? No. When he goes in to like, see this like widow lady, it is all ropes and gauze cloth, yeah. but it is thoroughly everywhere. And in the center is this floating, like, egg-like place. Yes, yeah. And it just looked really – uh, it was visually it was, stunning, I thought. Yeah, it was, yeah it was, and it was. And you know that room had to be huge, right? It had to have been. I mean, other than maybe some camera perspective stuff they did with it. Well, even in the final Beast scene, you're looking at, like, the sheer vastness of that space to be able to, like – all the size of being able to look up. And yes. it, just, it just seemed like they really had to make some – and this seemed like a really big set. They – juxtaposition is a teeny tiny little spider that they you know somehow i did (laughs) i guess i got i got totally ruined on shelob from lord of the rings because well yeah seeing that spider come out was like Mm -hmm. well i know and it's like um did you ever see this crystal clear kind of yeah white white. spider yeah sponsored by crystal pepsi Mm -hmm. um did you ever um crap i i forgot what i was gonna say uh oh Clash of the Titans. You guys ever see the old Clash of Titans? With the clay? With the claymation. Yeah. Yes. That's what the spider kind of reminded me of where they used, you know, just stop motion type stuff where there's just, yes. you know, movement. And, that, and that they did that with a spider. Yeah. And they actually used the same, um, the same video, uh, the same cut a couple of times with the spider. I don't know if you noticed that, you know, <laughs> where he flips upside and down flip and then he, and he descends and things like that. But I thought this was a really interesting scene. Like, and then outside while he's, while Yanir is trying to get into this, you know, really important Whatever woman that has yeah, another yeah. powerful name. Yeah. Um, the guys outside, Col- Colwyn is being um, seduced. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time. Yes, by the servant of the beast that was sent. I know. And he does not. Shocking. He does not allow her 
feminine wiles and her charms. And in yeah. in the beast is showing his potential betrayal on like a hologram screen back yeah. at, you know, camp for him. <laughs> After he sh- has this whole thing where he does that thing where he shows her the gown again. Yes. And then his claw appears Lights on fire like the burning bush from Moses. Oh my And then gosh. turns into a rose. And yes. this is whenever oh, yeah. he this is <laughs> whenever oh. he uh turns into Colwyn's face and he and she's like, No, my love is Oh yeah, he's gonna betray you and then like zoom into his conversation and he's like, No. I cannot have pleasure until she's <laughs> until I know she like, when she is in pain and there's like this whole just Blah, 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 blah. Like yeah, super, super sappy yeah, I forgot about the claw turning into a rose. Oh, that oh was my gosh. Epic. Man, I love a claw that turns into a rose. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, that was bad. So he's like being this faithful husband, but I don't know if they complete the ceremony. So I don't even know if they're really. Um, if they're actually betrothed. Yeah. He should have said, I was, I've was, i been betrothed to another. That would have been appropriate for this. And then Shocker, she goes to kill him and can't because his love was so true and strong it affected her and she couldn't actually kill him is that what happens that's what happens <laughs> and then the beast sees it summons her back and like does he kill her or does she yeah. just disappear and she says she says my life is forfeit or something yeah. along the line i think he killed knew. her long distance yeah it was kind of like he just sort of threw her it, there was wind yeah she yeah, definitely, there, was. there was a lot so, of like she fell over somehow and screaming and was gone. she screams yeah. and then everyone kind of runs over and says what's going on and i that didn't really resolve because we cut back to what yeah. yanir is that doing. is true because <laughs> no, no real tears <laughs> oh i lost my wife from from the bandit or, or whatever oh man he, uh, gets, he makes his way into yanir makes his way into the pu- cocoon pu- pupil pupil whatever it is um cocoon cocoonish yeah. But they don't make Cocoon. cocoons. Yeah, every time he steps on the web, it tinkles. And the cool thing about this scene is, like, you can see, you can see, you hear the bells, yeah, and chimes. you get this idea of this vast space. And and I, I guess the thing is, is that no one ever survives because they can't make it in to see the widow of the web because he the called out spider to is guarding yeah. her. And yeah. he called out and, and said her name, and she's like, "How do you know that name?" And then she turned over her little hourglass, and, and that and stopped yeah, the spider. It stopped time for that period of time mm-hmm. and gave him time to get across, which he takes forever. And oh, he doesn't old. actually make it. He actually runs out of time. So spiders turn back <laughs> yeah. on, yeah. and now we're in a whole new adrenaline rush. Yes. Which adrenaline. I never described this one as an adrenaline rush. Um, I just assumed he had to have had one. He had to have, yes. Because that's how this old man manages to get into the center of the spider web. And, and he basically says, look, um, you and I had a son together. Oh, this was crazy. And, yeah. and you and I had a son together. She, and he didn't know. He, but why did he leave her? He, he I, didn't know. I think she left him. No, he left her. Oh, really? Yeah. But I didn't know he this had a son. Was super cr- And I would have never done that. Where is my son now? Well, I killed him. Oh, my gosh. Well, he Lord. was born. Yeah. I wrote down because this was crazy. I did not remember this time. Like, I didn't remember this at all. I remember this, the spider scene. But she said, there was a son... I killed him because I couldn't kill you, and my rage needed a, uh, I can't remember my handwriting. Like an outlet? A victim. Oh. And I'd already, for, and my rage needed a victim. That's her quote. 
And I'm like, what? this is super heavy all of a sudden. Like we've wow. gone from this like raging epic music yes. and like happy Colwyn to this incredible love scene between these two people that have aged or something. Yeah. Well, she starts out old and then she looks in the mirror and transforms back into the so, beautiful young woman. This was one of the most beautiful scenes of the rest of it. The rest of it, I don't care about. But this scene right here was really interesting <laughs> because when he realizes he had a son and she says, you know, this is my prison now because I killed him. This is my prison. Huh. I can't leave. And be, and you won't forgive me. And he said, I've already forgiven you. Why would I come back here? And he says, my gift to you is that you can see yourself through my eyes. And so she's a seer. So when she sees, oh. she actually turns back into her younger, beautiful self. And so as a gift, she says, okay, what can I see for you? And he says, I need to know where the Black Fortress is. But then she that says, makes a lot more sense. You can have this hourglass. Could the hourglass not leave the little area there? Oh my goodness, that was ridiculous. So then it then it shifts <laughs> no. into oh we can't get to where the black fortress is. Can you help us? Can you freeze time so I can go give them the message? And she's like, no, I can't because it's only once. But I can <laughs> give you the sand, which is my life. Except for your life is tied to it. From, so whenever yeah, this is I whenever so I, meta stupid that I so can't I can't even, carry it for you, but I, yeah. I can carry you and <laughs> yes, right? yeah, essentially and oh wow. So Sam Weiss is here, but why Sandwise this, <laughs> Sandwise Ganji? Yes, but why couldn't she give him the sand in its container? My or gosh, a little Ziploc bag I said to him, or like, something. Why did you break this, you fool? Like, and he's not <laughs> even holding it in his hand, like against skin. It's in his muffled hand that's got his no. like two layers of protection on it, and then he has to walk back across a web and across the tightrope web. Yeah, and at some point he has to use it to freeze the spider again, and then once he gets out. It's yeah. Like once he gets out, he goes in his mind. He goes, "Oh, crap! I only have this much left. I'm about to die." And then he, you know, gets back to the camp. And then this pretty epic moment, yeah, with his last words <laughs> Just, of his life, yeah. says, "Here's where it's gonna be." Yeah. And he stands ah! on a rock and yells, "The Iron Fields!" Just yes. and then he falls over onto the rock, <laughs> and then they catch him. And in they... his own stunt. He yes. does the best trust fall in a movie it I've ever seen. He fell in that rock, and I was like, well, he could fall off that rock? Oh, I know. Well, they caught him good. And okay, it, good. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> epic, which is crazy. And the other, the last part of that scene that was tragic, I mean, the whole thing is very tragic. If you just zoom in on that one storyline, it's very tragic. <laughs> yeah. Is that um, the spider then goes and destroys the egg. I just caught a fly with my bare nice. hands. Whoa, Miyagi. Yeah. So I think the spider had to have vengeance. That's So I drew like, Man. if they could have just zoomed in on deep. that one story, I yes. think that there could have been an incredible movie because I, that was I, beautiful. I have a me. better story, actually. Oh, The next plot point? They go, no, no we're not ready for that yet. We're not even to that point yet. They go, well, crap, the Iron Fields, they're, uh, they're a day's drop. That's right, a thousand leagues away. A thousand we'll leagues. never make it. You know what? I know there's some fire, some fire. Fire mares around here. They travel so fast. We'll we'll get there in minutes. They they can travel the exact distance we need in the exact amount of time. I hear some. I hear some. Oh my god. Let's rope them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right up. Yeah, boy. Woo. And they get on the fire mains and they look at the cyclops. And the cyclops they, they say, Listen, listen, Cyclops. Um, you can't come with us. Well, I'm not sure why. You can't He was I, supposed to die then. I don't know why. That was his moment. Okay. So he was going to try to avoid it? He just it. said, I'm going to no. stand here in this field and die alone. He was shown that was the moment of his death 
if he chooses to not stay there and receive it, his death, his fate is that it will be a lot more painful. Oh. So he chose to have a more painful nice. fate. Yes. But we don't know that yet. Not yet. Because they tell him, stay here. Okay. We need we'll you to see stay you. here. Yeah. And he's but like, we no, seriously I'm going, I'm wasted going. five minutes on this comical catch the horses routine where oh, they're that all was awful. That's dragged the moment around. That I got and... upset oh, about really? animal cruelty. They had Clydesdales so wound up. They ran those horses into a frenzy. A frenzy. Oh, wow. And then if you watch it, there's nobody like they're whipping and whipping and then they're in this frenzy, this frenzy. Yeah. They jumped onto a boulder and off of boulders to get away. Like that would never be allowed yeah. now. Never. But, I mean never. That's crazy. It was but crazy. Now I will say this, these are fire mayors and so they're <laughs> uh, they're a little more durable. Yes. <laughs> Uh, they can they, run they a thousand leagues John in a day. Mayors, but they're fire mayors. But not only do can they run that fast, when they do run that fast, flames shoot flames. from your hooves, fire Like mayor. I'm talking roadrunner flames Collect coming out. the whole set, it's a fire mayor. Well, coming Christmas 1983, it's fire mayors. We are excited to bring you fire mayors from the movie Crawl. And in not theaters only do this they Christmas. flame. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's my commercial for Fire Mayors collect the whole <laughs> set. Fire Mayors. Who Dad, it's a pony. Fire Mayors. I love a fire mayor. Daddy, buy me a fire mayor. Whip you. <laughs> Whip a fire mayor today. I did not wow. understand how they were going to get the fire mayors. I got spoiled again, Lord of the Rings. I forget. They don't have a Gandalf to whistle for <laughs> flying creatures. Well, they've killed them all off. They've they killed all their, all their sages off. They some, where, where are their horses? Oh, they can't do anything because they're not fire mares. Got it, got it. But like one of them <laughs> jumps off of a cliff, and then they do all these tricks like you're talking about, the circus. Yeah. Like I circus. swear I heard like a flute whistle go yeah, at one did. point. It was crazy. Um, and, and then they just like jump on the horses. And I have a question for you guys on this. Okay. Part. Yes. With your expertise. On fire mares? On on maybe westerns? I don't okay. know. How much of the on screen was them doing barrel riding horses versus real horses? Because we go green screen here in epic, <laughs> never-ending story fashion. And they hadn't done that to this point that I realized. Like, it was bad at this yeah, point. Yeah, this I is think the first time they were, where they're riding and they're yeah. flying by. And they're like, look, flames barrel? out of the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> My thought was... What was on fire below them? Like when they were shooting those scenes, what did these crazy 1983 people agree to? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, yeah, and the fire hasn't really even started yet. Fire mayor, <laughs> let the whole set. No, <laughs> Daddy, I want to be a fire mayor when I grow up. I mean, here they're like they're jetting across the ground, and and they can fly. Yeah, they jumped across. They can fly across the Grand Canyon. Why not? Why were they letting themselves be whipped around by evil yeah. men? Why not? They, why don't they just go fly they away? Broke, they broke them, but it showed them. It's true. These they have to men break have honor. There's honorous men. Honorous. They are honorous. I'm at the point in my notes. I have seven pages of me being upset with the horse's mistreatment. So let me just keep skipping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So fire mares are there. They've made it to the fortress. This is it. Plot point number five, I just put big ending. They make it to the mountain. They're met by the slayers. They fight their way into the... No, they hop off the horses and just start climbing. Yeah. Like no other looking for a door or anything. They're just like, hey, the way is up. 
They make it into some sort of crack in the crevasse that is the mountain. Cyclops shows up Cyclops. On, on his lone oh, mare. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this part of him and that one eye. I'm a Cyclops. Oh I'm riding. <laughs> I'm riding. I'm a Cyclops. It's like, oh, my gosh. That scene. Do you think that they had, because when they showed, like, the big, wide plane of, you know, even Cyclops coming in the whole mon- the whole entire time of the. Was it, was it a train? Cyclops claws came Do you think down? they had a train that had, like, just had boxes on fire like box cars on fire and that's how they got it because it was like the way yeah. that it was moving across the plane i'm like how did they do that that must have been a train or something that they just lit on fire or on a road of some kind or some little rail thing they had yeah on the set that they met, so they, they used built. that again to show that there's another fire mare coming a oh, latecomer fire mare like, who's this latecomer it's cyclops it's cyclops and he shows up to be a human shield the fire mares are the MacGuffin device of the uh how do we get there there's how we get there yeah um, like they could have cut out I, I, and I timed it. I think there was about seven to eight minutes. They could have just cut this out and said, oh, it's just going to take us a week to walk to this Iron Fortress. No, let's add seven minutes of Well, they can't walk because they only have well, I, until I know, dawn. but they could have... They could have extended. They could that have time changed frame this earlier in the film where it's actually there for yeah. a week. That's right. Because That's I mean, right. the Fellowship took months to get them, like years to get to well, Mordor. This is better. Kroll is better than yeah. the Fellowship of the Rings. Of course. Yeah, this just, is huh. where the show gets. This is where this movie gets really painful too. Like, yeah. I mean, it's been painful on a lot it, of levels. This is where, but. but this is where it takes a whole other <laughs> level because whenever Cyclops shows up, um, which by the way he can scale while holding his staff, but yes, while and, getting shot, and yeah, he turns into a human shield. This is really when human lives start to get pierced and shot and and sk- nobody skewered. cares. And it's just like, oh, this is painful. Yeah. yeah. So the Cyclops is crushed in the mountain, right? Yeah, he as it closes up, yeah, and then, then it disappears. Yeah. To, he pulls to go to a, a kind of a sloth from the Goonies. He is and sloth holds the Goonies. The door yeah. for five minutes. I'm glad they didn't do the gore. I th- I wondered if they were going to do like <laughs> trauma vision, like <laughs> like a slug popping out of have his head. Ever, yeah, have you ever seen on like YouTube where they do the compression? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm one. I was like, oh no, oh no, don't don't compress yeah. Cyclops. This is going to be really disturbing. Those are like a big thing. Uh, oh Hydraulic yeah. pressure. Hy- hydraulic presses, Press, crushing crushing things. Things. Crushing but there's also this horrible, su- and, and I'm sorry to talk about this, a horrible subset of this where guy in boot steps on animals. Oh, that's a horrible. Yeah, I mean they they get taken down by YouTube, but good, that's it's ridiculous awful. that that's a thing. People, are, people, people are sick. Maybe they watched Crawl too yeah, much. Exactly, yeah. too, too much Crawl. Sorry. This this scene when when they get through the crushing when he he gets caught in the doorway and he can't get out, which is his fate to ha- to die a more terrible death. Yes, yeah. that's his death. Uh, one of the guys escapes this by doing the somersault. He this does. Is where the somersault comes because he's the one that's kind of left in that little pocket, and they're all running away. And so he kind of goes, and I'm like, oh, this is when he's gonna die. <laughs> no, he goes, and then just launches forward into a somersault, and then almost drops his sword, and then he gets up and like <laughs> scutters down the hallway while there's like, and then a laser shoots <laughs> like right after shooting. he goes around the corner. Pew, 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 pew. Lame. <laughs> so they're in the they're in there. The group sort of gets separated. Okay. Ergo, the magician, Jar Jar Binks, goes along with Titch, the apprentice. Uh, we have the Thieves Guild are together. And then we have um, <laughs> Colwyn and who's he with? No, he's by himself. He is now he, alone. He eventually says, I must do this alone. Yes. But, but he has his he slave to uh, help him and save him. Did you guys think at all while watching this whole part where they invade the castle that they were very loud? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's they no still. So this group has zero still. Noise. They still are carrying the tinkling staff. Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. It just yeah. makes this noise. Ugh. Everyone's making clinker noises. The sound <laughs> at this point in the movie is just, there's so much. There's like a barrage. Yeah. There's guns going off. There's epic music. There's all the sounds of the party. There's, there's grunting. The of the, yeah. There's, there's uh, traps going off yes. everywhere, and everything has a noise. It's crazy. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. And they get Chaos. separated. And, um, the ugh. thieves... Start meeting their doom. It's true. One at a time. Uh, then there's two left. They get spiked, but not spiked. Luckily, they escape. That that spike one of through them. the gut. Man, that was yeah. that was rough. That is rough. That made me and he could have. Like he he went back to get this the <laughs> knife that he dropped, <laughs> and then the engines turn back on, and Temple of Doom spears yeah. him through the gut. Ooh, right. That was rough. Um, Titch and at Liam. Liam dies. Oh, Liam does die, uh, and that's not fun. Oh, yeah. I hate that. And uh, Titch and Ergo, uh, Ergo turns into a tiger and kills a bunch of uh, gets shot in the paw. A bunch of the slayers, yeah. but does get shot in the paw. Uh, and then our our knight in shining armor, Prince Colwyn, uh, throws the glaive. Yeah, I guess it's some sort of center chamber. And he realizes that his love, Lady Love, is on the other side of the wall. Somehow. And he throws the glaive into the wall, and it starts to saw into it. It's a chainsaw. And but he co- controls it Somehow. with the power glove. Yeah, he's like this Almost. power of love. Power of love. Oh, power it's love. the power of love. You know something else that wouldn't have been allowed, just real quick before we move on? <laughs> that little kid was with a tiger. He was. I. He, they. They there had a segment a on the uh, documentary where the kid was talking. He was like, "It's awesome," and the tiger laid on my lap. That would not be allowed. No. <laughs> to have a child. No, with because a like tiger. in the life is it the life of Pi? Is that a is that a yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah. Life of Pi. That was like a fake tiger. That yeah, was like a CGI tiger. tiger. Yeah. In anyway. a boat, tiger in a boat. Now the Jungle Book, they used a real tiger. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sure. And a real bear. We really get to and see a, a lot snake. of the sets now of what the in- we've seen them as we've been flashing over to see Lissa with the beast. But when when the whole crew like invades this spaceship, every set seems to be, you know, this really incredible part of like this skeletal structure of the <laughs> yeah, beast somehow. Yeah. And I'm like, is the beast also part of the spaceship, or is it a special? Is it a separate being? And then oh, we find out it's a big gigantor being. This is like. <laughs> Uh, an amphibious creature that's been stretched and lots of smoke is added. So and you can't but, really but, but the see. perspective of it, they, they wanted to figure out how we do this. So they did the visual trick of it's on a different screen yeah, far on the away. same set yeah. on a different screen. Huge. Hugely projected onto yeah. the screen. Not even there at all. Yeah. And, and then th- and then there he throws the glaive at it and it finally does pierce his skin. Yes. It lodges in his chest. Yeah, and it stays there, and he tries to call it back, but the glaive won't come back to him. <laughs> his acting when he tries to call that glaive back was incredible. He because... seemed genuinely hurt that it oh, wasn't yeah. coming back. Yeah, he was insulted. Yeah. It was it was a fight scene where it's like throwing the glaive, getting the glaive back, throwing the glaive, getting the glaive back, and I wrote Dodging down, fireballs. Boss fight, fireballs. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it was. What is this, an ape? Is it a fish? What is this thing? And then... He, Cor- he actually Colwyn's like smiling the whole time. He's really like, he seems is. to be having a really good Devil time. Devil attitude. <laughs> and whenever it gets stuck in the bad guy in this the beast sternum, the glaive does. I wrote down wish harder, wish more. <laughs> you because he's like, <sighs> whoa, Shatner, Shatner. <laughs> and it's like it's like the the glaive almost couldn't come back. It's like you get this feeling like how did they make us feel like 
the glaive wanted to return, but it couldn't return. So then he goes over and surprise the, the beast is still there. And so then they go to the next set down into the nether, the catacombs. Sort of I put catacombs, it in mind. Catacombs, is it? The, they get into the catacombs, and he he must fight the beast. He has no more glaive. No. But luckily, but the princess is there. <laughs> they finish their wedding their ceremony. ceremony. The fire and she is says, exchanged. You are my fire. Here is the power of fire. And she she gives it back to him. Yeah, yes. it's and part of this completion. And he's powering up his fire. It's when they realize that they're actually love is stronger than the beast. Yes. But he's like, I don't have a weapon anymore. On his hip, the very sword he's is been using really? the entire movie. <laughs> Take a cue from David and Goliath. Sling it. Beast has fallen down in previous scene. Yeah. Chop its head off. Yeah, get in there quick. Like, but no, we have to have a flamethrower because we have to yes. fill our budget. And he smiles his face off. I mean, he is so happy, creepily happy as he's flamethrowing <laughs> the beast. And Isn't that weird? I mean, Lissa's weird in the background me. like, oh, I'm so proud of my My husband. daring hero. It's like, this would be horrible to like watch a barbecue a beast to death. This yes. would be like not a pretty er, thing. Er, er, the actor Errol Flynn, that's what, I kept thinking about him in old-timey movies as a swashbuckler. Then I think this guy was trying to channel that. Hmm. I wrote down flamethrower of love. Yes, flame. And they do. They <laughs> cook the beast. The beast, and and, yes. and the glaive is not like the glaive is just barely in there. But he doesn't call the glaive back because now he has love. He doesn't need it anymore. Yeah. But he does call in his powers of fire for one last thing. Um. <laughs> I wrote down at this point, why am I trying to make sense of what I'm watching anymore? <laughs> and there's a point where it just completely uh, it just completely falls off the map. This is when yeah. this is when the crew was told, okay, we're going to destroy the set today. And everyone's like, sweet. And I wrote down, fireworks, check. Debris, check. Sounds of rocks and in drums of steel, check. Gosh. <laughs> and then they're still uh. tinkling as they run. And then Colwyn gets to the door. He goes, stand back. Oh, but first he says... Oh, if there's a chance that uh, Ergo yes. is still alive, I have to take it. Yes. And then they walk through the falling castle to find. And it is a Tish. falling castle. I mean, this is the most epic crumble scene I have seen and, today. And this looks like plaster to me. It's like they just yeah. they had just a whole bunch of construction stuff, but they had fireworks going off at the same time, which is really yeah. kind of fun. I was like, okay. Love and I wrote down, my love flame will blast us out of here. And that's how they get out. <laughs> they, he just points his hand, and then the fire starts, and then we have this scene of the mount uh, of this black, you know, castle, and then off in the side is just this holes punched through, and this massive yeah. shot of fire. Like they must have just burned oh. off tons of gasoline to get it. I mean, it's just like whoa, <laughs> and it's just shot yeah. off the side of this mountain, and then zoom back in, and they're all running away, and they manage to run away, <laughs> and I wrote down. That moment when you can stop running into the fields and just stop and watch the ship deconstruct via space vacuum, all of it. What? So long, still being sucked out. And where is it going and to why? Space, and I it's guess. being recalled back. I No, they're setting up the sequel. No. Surely they're setting up a sequel at this point. Okay, please let the sequel be about their son who's oh, yeah. in the galaxy. Well, they have yeah. to. You know why? A girl, a girl of ancient name, name that shall, shall become, become queen. queen. She shall she choose, choose a king. king. Together, Together they shall, shall rule their world, world. And, and their, their son, son shall rule the galaxy. 
Flame Mayor. Flame Mayor's collectible set coming Christmas 1983. If I could add two things to my 30-second intro, if I had thought about it. One would be, no, this is a story about the Lord Marshall and his job interview process. And then two would be about the sun. Because really, this movie kind of ends with, you're the new Lord Marshall. Congratulations. So really, this is probably his story about his... And that's how I became the Lord Marshall. (laughs) Thank you, Prince Colwyn. I mean, King Colwyn. Because I'm your Lord Marshall. I carry the key. (laughs) Tune in next time for Crawl 2, Return of the Beast. To explain that, uh, people are sitting here wondering what that means. Uh, only the king and the Lord Marshal have keys to the oh, manacles yes. that all the thieves are wearing. Did we forget to mention and, and that the so. entire time the thieves have been with us, they've been wearing manacles? Yes. Oh, whoops. So stupid. Now, and they had the option. The king gave him the key, and he said, no, I'll take them off I'll when our it. adventure is over. Yeah, I'll earn my keep. And then, he ends, and then the king gives him the key at the end. He's like, And they're just laughing. I know. <laughs> Even though their fellowship of 30 people... Is now down to five. It's yeah. down to five. And they're like, we have no big deal. We'll just leave those bodies. They, they couldn't. Uh, w- w- they went back for all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I know. But they leave, leaving these dead bodies around up there. Well, they no. got sucked into space, apparently. <gasps> I mean, they're everything's gone. Cyclops is gone. Liam Neeson's gone. But and, my, my mind just gets blown whenever that, that kind of stuff happens. We literally watch this ship deconstruct for a good three to five minutes. Like, we're watching this happen. <laughs> and when they get to the field... They all get to the point where they just happily like lay down from exhaustion and then turn and watch. And then after the ship disappears, they finally turn to their brethren and be like, are you okay? Like, no one would do that. Yeah. But then again, again, why am I trying to make sense of this? You and then they walk sense. off into the to the flowers and, and the credits roll. And it freeze frame. And then yeah. we see the credits roll. It was beautiful. Would you recommend this movie? I totally would. Oh, I know. I will now. I, I, I knew <laughs> about this movie, but I'd never watched it. Like, I, I'd heard new... If someone said, oh, there's a movie called Kroll, I'd be like, I think I know what that's about. I think there's a fish-looking character on the cover of the DVD. Yes. And it's like, you know, it's the... It's, it's the, the Beast. The Beast, but it looks weird. Like In the, one of his forms. But it's like a mountain-looking thing. Yeah. Anyway, but it's a fish-looking thing. And, and that's the other thing about the, the, the ship itself. On the top of the ship, there's like this bulbous head thing. Is that supposed to be like the brain center? I didn't I, get that. They didn't get I, that. That's the sequel. So, sorry, big yawn. What are the goods? What are the good things in this movie? Oh, man, I think I've definitely gone on and on and on about the good stuff. I Me think too. Two good things about this uh, movie. I really liked the black, uh, the Widow of the Web scene. Okay. That's probably Pretty creative. Like a I will say that. That was a very creative scene for them to make then. If you listen to the like their, their conversation back and forth, it just... There was a lot of depth in that scene. I really liked yeah, that. Two people were actual actors. Like, yeah, it seemed like they were actually were trying. <laughs> they hard did a good job to make this work. Um, and then one last thing. Um, there's a puppy. At one point in time, the wizard turns into a, a beautiful, cute little puppy and to help the so grieving cute. Tish who lost his yeah. his green seer master. Yeah, his master. Like he's Please. mourning, and, and so he got he, he turned into like a was a it a hound dog? Hound. Little, oh, it was so cute. Sweet. Watch it for the hound dog. What are they bad? Bads in this movie, that, just a couple. There's a lot, many. What, what are the, what's the thing in this movie that, that, that was so bad that it took you out of the fantasy of the movie? Anything? The sound. I mean, there was so much going on all the time. Yes. And it never Cluttered. eased up. Just so, cluttered. yeah, it kind of like, it became a total sensory overload. Yeah. 
I would say that with even the filming, um, just in simple two-person dialogue, you could tell they had two cameras, and every phrase was back and forth, back and forth on the camera shots, and it was really distracting to me. I felt like um, some of the Beast stuff, the Beast looks so stupid. Oh, that was, was like, awful. That's bad. Yeah. Make it a voice. You don't even have to put a person on there. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm not sure what you do, but... You know what? You, you got the impression I don't know. that the Beast's yeah. next evolution would be like the Alien-type movie. Because it even had some, it, you could tell they were trying to work out how to create these sort of animatronic yeah. things, and this was their attempt at putting one on screen yes. that just didn't, it didn't work. Yes, I, I, I will say this: the goods for the best part for me was uh, I, we need to watch this, and we'll maybe watch this at the end. Uh, there's uh, there's a song by Ronnie James Dio by Dio called "Holy Diver." And the video, there's a video for that in the 80s. It's epic, much like this. And then there's a band called Kill Switch Engage that redid Holy Diver. And that video reminds me so much of this stuff. High fantasy, like, hilarity. Like, just hilarious. So we'll watch those after this. But anyway, that's what that's what reminded me. I, I enjoyed that being in that place. So that was a good... Maybe another bad thing about it would also be that you can't recommend this movie for everybody because you have to be willing to just like not oh. care about. So oh yeah. Much. And if you, if you don't like watching things that are not, <laughs> not good at times, you'll just make you mad. Cause if somebody's going to get caught up on a Cyclops that basically has a bandana that's flesh tone over their eyeballs, <laughs> this isn't the movie for them. Man, I- even during the documentary, like when he would talk, so I don't know if it, it was, was connected to his brow. Yeah. Like it would wink. Yeah. His, yeah. Well, it's weird. It was so weird. It's weird. Um, Fix it or forget it. And if you choose fix it, what's like two things you could do to this that actually would fix this quickly? Fix it or forget it. I would fix it for sure. You would fix it. Okay. So what will we do to it to fix it? And just a couple things. Don't go wholesale. Cast Liam Neeson as the lead role. I mean. No, I think you fix Beast. I think you do something with that character to where we have an understanding that they come from a different world. Mm -hmm. And maybe even address how that timeline interacts with the people's on Earth time or the people on this planet's timeline. So I didn't really know how to care for the beast. I know we're not supposed to, but that makes a good story when how, you know how, how, how to. to you, he didn't have any real credibility. Yeah, and he did. The, he they did try to start being like it's about power, not about love, and so they did try to give him a little bit of context. But I think that they could do something. They could have said with that. that the beast showed up a thousand years ago and has enslaved. The world that yeah. know, they, they showed up from the future, whatever. And I think that then also the other thing that I would do is you wouldn't really have to do much, but just cut back a lot of the travel stuff yeah, the because travel then sucks. we're going from a two-hour yeah. investment of time into maybe like an hour and twenty or thirty minutes. Like literally, if you cut off the climbing and the riding and the yeah. walking, but I think back then they making movies back in nineteen eighty three. They were probably so proud of what they had done. Yeah. Look at this. We're, we've got horses on this movie. Yeah. We're climbing a mountain. Yeah. That's oh, great. But the traveling, <laughs> like you said, That's true. walking across one sound stage and then reversing the tree and just walking back across it. Yeah. It's lame. Yeah, just pull that stuff back. They could have shortened Honestly, I know you said you liked the spider scene thing. They could have shortened that oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Are you I think... kidding me? That, that, that thing was too long. The mountain climbing was too long. Almost the, everything could probably. The swamp scene, yeah. I felt like yeah. it was like. Oh my gosh! Everything it's long. took a long time. Very good. I, I think just the succinct storytelling. There, there was a lot of pointless ends that they traveled to the 
to make it work when they could have just kind of trimmed up the story a little bit and yeah. said, hey, this is this this is probably a less is more situation. Yeah, because yeah. we had to go to a lot of places and a lot of time. And we were in that movie for a long time, but only like two and a half days passed. Do you realize that? Yeah. Because it was like... <laughs> well, it these, really was. I, I cracked up because the thieves had really bought into this. They were living a life. They were they were they had escaped from whatever jail they were in, but they were free. And this land didn't seem like a land that was just going to come and capture them all. We time. were supposed and now they're dead. to believe that everyone, <laughs> even the black, the widow of the web, gives up her life to save her namesake Lissa. You yeah. know, we're to believe that this entire population understands that they're an imminent doom from the beast. But the the people who are acting it are all jovial and happy and like yeah. so quick to to get along and move from point A to point. So that's just very confusing about are we in imminent danger or are we about to have a cookout? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Well, then we do have a cookout. <laughs> we do. Um, so uh, how many barbecue beast? Barbecue beast. Nice. I would definitely say fix it. Maybe also add unicorn. If you add a unicorn yeah. in this, a flame. I think it's unicorn? a. I think it makes. Back its budget, I'm um, automatically. So you're yeah. talking just like smack a horn on a flame mare? Yeah. I can't pierce the inner wall of the Black Fortress. What will I do? Like a beam shoots out. <laughs> it's Unor, the unicorn. <laughs> Unor. And we hop on Unor. <laughs> and it crashes through. It's perfect. Oh. Wow. I and then and then but then they would jump the shark quickly, and Unor would talk. I'm Unor. Oh no! The yeah. unicorn. Let's not like, have an animatronic unicorn. No, don't let unicorn. him talk. Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. Mickey Rooney wanted we to play a character fixed, in this that's movie. That's not a fix. That would have not been a fix. You're Mickey, right. Mickey Rooney as Unor. <laughs> I was a big time star in the fifties. What? <laughs> Sorry, Unor. That's my Unor impression. It's good. Coming this Christmas, Unor. Uh, um, how many horribles? We rate this thing on horribles. One being bad because obviously it's on this podcast. So we at least think it's bad. Five being woo bad. Think of the worst movie you can imagine that you're like, this is bad. The Trolls worst movie I, that I've ever seen is Transformers. Age of Extinction or the first one? Uh, the second one. They're bad. They're they're. I think those movies. That one still had Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, which I hate him. Really? I mean, I love you, Shia. I think I was I was going I, I really had invested way too much in that movie I, I had my hopes up it was a bad idea I love movies like this I can't say that it's horrible for me like for me a movie that's horrible is something that I would never give my time to and I would totally watch this movie again okay so, so I'm gonna say one or two horribles and this movie for you why it's not a five or a four or three probably technically a one you don't don't feel like you have to give out a two the nostalgia of this movie oh, alone. Yeah. I this had created, flashbacks. Yes, yeah. problems for you in life. Yes. <laughs> and we helped you exercise those demons today. It was amazing. Today. This has been so healing for me. What do here? Next, let's do Splash. Okay. <laughs> you have a, a mermaid phobia? No, that one actually made me want to become a mermaid. Well, I think mm-hmm. all of us want to become mermaids and merman at some point. Um, so I said this Horrible. earlier. I think you talked about your St. Bernard. Yes. Um, is there anything you're into other than St. Bernard? Oh, Oh, like things I'm doing these days? A book, TV, movies? TV, anything. You want to okay. tell people about that you think people need to know about that maybe they don't know about? Okay. Yeah. I actually mentioned this as my buried treasure on Sif Pop uh, last Friday. Okay. But I am I just finished up the first two seasons of Grace and Frankie. Mm. Have you guys seen that? Um, it's on it Netflix? Is, it's on nope. Netflix. I know it's on Netflix. That's all I know about it. Okay. It is a really great show. I had such a good time. I'm super bummed that it's over. 
Um, it has uh, cussing. It has um, some uh, mild drug use. So, you know, if that you stuff bothers you, for, yeah. 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 So it's definitely something that's more for the adults. But how they're addressing the stuff that's going on in their life and how they're telling the story, I think, is really clever. And they move things quickly along. You don't sit too long in drama. It's just, it's really about trying to become true friends with people and truly get along. And all the characters are in their 70s, pretty much. That's like cool. the main characters. So I find myself relating to a generation you know, it's just really interesting to think about being at that point in your life and everything changing. So I really loved it. And June Diane Rayfield is in it, who I'm apparently in love with now. She's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> That's awesome. Or one of my favorite actresses in it. So. Cool. That's a Netflix original, huh? Yeah. Man, they're yeah. hitting it out of the park with everything they're doing, huh? I, I really mean, liked it. I'm really liking it. I can't they can do so much stuff. My thought on, on Netflix, though, is... They have to have so much money banked, or how? Well, are they- the sets of the show—I was thinking the same thing because it's beautiful. This this show is beautiful to look at, and Lily yeah. Tomlin plays. Frankie. Yeah, yeah, I knew Lily Tomlin was in it. Right. She's up for—is it an Emmy? Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, because those just came out. I think so. She's up for like best actress for comedy. Yes, she's hmm. hilarious in it. But they have really great sets, yes. and they must have. Netflix has to have such deep pockets. They must have a really good. Yeah. support group of whatever they're doing is working <laughs> yes. for them. Um, I talked about this earlier about uh, another Netflix show, Stranger Things. It's on there. You need yeah. to watch Stranger Things, man. Is it scary, though? I was going to I, I, I think I think it's bearable. I, I'm, a, I'm a little worried now that you said about the black the black and eyes thing. Yeah. I don't think there's that in this, but boy, there's some creepy stuff at times. So Okay. Uh, but there's only eight episodes. The whole season is eight episodes. Mm. So it's really fast. I like that about TV. Like that, that, that they're starting to do more of that. Uh, British stuff does, you know, serialized stuff. Yeah. I like that better. So, I don't like it necessarily better than one thing, but it's a great change up. But anyway, Netflix, like you said, Jared, just kills Absolutely. it every yeah. time. Well, maybe not every time, but they just make shows. They do a good. If you job. don't like it, you know what? Don't stream it. That's, yeah, that's like that's a good mentality <laughs> to have. Other than like NBC, where I always rip on NBC or Fox or whoever. So. I just like I think what was uh, unexpected for me is you know yeah there's a lot of different shows you could watch out there but when a show can like make you it felt like book when you get into a really great series and yes. you just want to you can't stop reading because you just have to know how the characters are gonna like what's gonna happen next and that's how I felt watching Grace and Frankie I wanted to know what happened next with their characters so much like maybe the last time that really happened for me was like Pushing Daisies Firefly type of a thing cool you know mm-hmm. um, which are very different. You know, types of shows than what Grace and Frankie is. Because Grace and Frankie is is in our world, in our life. It's not, you know, a different alternate universe or something. Okay. So. Cool. I hope you like it. Let me know if you like it. Send me a message. It's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, We had a good time. I'm sorry about the flies. I'm not sure what's happening. You know what? I got used to them. um, I think they're attracted to your fly necklace. Yes. They're, They're here to avenge their brothers and sisters that I have. I think I got that one. I have been hurting for the last week while you guys locked me in this building. Uh, Oh, we didn't lock you in this building. I don't know. You tell people that. Don't you get on air and tell people that. The door was open the whole time. (laughs) Don't you dare say that about us. I need to figure out how to have like a flamethrower of love and I could have gotten out of here so fast. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's actually, it's just a push, not a pull. Oh. See, I think that's where we got you. That's where I am. Yeah, we didn't lock you in here. Well, you didn't it tell makes me, me a pull. It, it makes me sad. We gave you all kinds of great food. We you had handy snacks. There was and donuts. There were some old donuts. I'm the in one there. that ate all those. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, well, you know what? We're gonna let you out tonight. Okay. You can go back to your regular life. I hope no one that you were. 
I, I didn't realize you thought you I were was, being held captive. That's what the beast in this story probably. You guys, the, I was like Alyssa. We're the beast. You guys were like <laughs> oh the beast. God. Hey, now the beast probably said Alyssa as he's dying. He's like, I didn't, I didn't mean to trap you here. I was just joking. I love, I love you. I love you, but I didn't want to hurt you. I'm sorry. We don't care, beast. Oh, and they turn Burn. it. Burn. Burn, beast. No. Why? Why? I fed you and clothed you. And gave you a great show. She never ate. Well, she didn't. It was it. only two days. That's true. It was like I feel like it was like she ten minutes. She didn't even have water. She's been trapped for ten minutes. How did they make a two-hour movie out of ten minutes? I don't know either. Uh, oh, yeah. anyway. Anyway, those closing fleshy walls, though, that was awkward. That was weird. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> let's everybody give it up for Kroll. Yay, Kroll! And then, um, we just man, so glad to have you. Hey, thanks again yeah. for having me. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed will, just like totally absorbing the entire story with you. We will do it again. We literally went through all the pages of my notes. No way. That's why we've been here for three hours. It's been a while. It was a long one. I, I you know, you're a great guest. Know what? And you know, you, yeah, you had, you've had several days to de, to you know to de-stress in here and really, really mm-hmm. lock yeah. in the story. So I, I've been writing for a long time. I've actually written the sequel. So oh, fan, is this now? Would you consider mm-hmm. this fan fiction? Or is this? Are yeah. You, have you fiction. sought out some uh, studios? Well, I I wrote Pinewood last night. They don't. I don't think they're gonna take me very seriously though. You physically so. wrote them like a handwritten letter. Yeah, in fly blood. <laughs> <laughs> Scribed on the wall. Yes. So, all right, Danae, thank you so much for coming on. You're awesome. You yep. are awesome. No, Jared's awesome. Jared, you're hey, awesome. Hey, I'll give yeah, it. I'll give it. Like Jared. <laughs> Jared, thanks. Good job, man. Oh, well, thank you. Way to go. And fire mares coming to your house. <laughs> Christmas day kids coming down the chimney. Fire mares flying through the sky. Get a fire mare today from Hasbro. Oh. <laughs>